discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Great grace ministered to all of us as we hear your word. Thank you for great expansion on every side. Thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us and taking us through, making a way for us through these economic trying times and all the problems that are around the world. Thank you that those who know their God are doing exploits and they're becoming greater and greater in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, you're becoming greater and greater than those of the darkness. Because we are the light of the world, we are shining like never before. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for your blessings once again. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I see you shining. Yes. Don't be afraid of what is going on. Okay? No light is moving. But my God shall supply on this according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. It's time to hold on to the word. Yes. It's time to hold on strong. Don't let anything be a bother for you. Hallelujah. Yes. Don't let anything be a bother for you. Sit down for two minutes. I just want to. Um, I'm going to allow you to ask questions. It's a question and answer day today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just came back from Korea. And we had a very, very lovely time there. You know, and I want I want to say something about what I experienced. Is it, is it okay if I... Yeah, I went, to, I went to one of the biggest churches in the whole... Some years ago, just about, let's say, 25 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, it was the largest church in the whole world with over 850,000 people coming to one place for a service every Sunday morning. Can you imagine? Just try and imagine 850,000 people going to one place for a, for a church service. Yeah, they would do seven services. I, I went to see it. So, I mean, you see the way we are, sometimes we struggle to bring people to the house of God. It's seamless. They just, this, when the service closes, the exit is this way. You exit, then people just come in. The whole place is filled up once again. When the service closes, they exit. I attended four of the seven. They exit, another group fails. They exit, another group fails. Buses are working. Everything is working. They've done it for 65 years. 65 years, yes. I tell you. And for me, I noticed three very important things. The first thing is how, um, how established a place they have given the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has an established place in the church. Now, that church, as of 25 years ago, had 50, 000, over 50,000 dollar millionaires. Do you understand what I'm saying? The church members had more than 50,000 of them 
were millionaires. Not that they came in as millionaires. They came in as thousand years or zero years or hundred years. They came in as paupers. They came in as what? Paupers. And by listening to the word of God, God prospered them. And many of them, millionaires, millionaires who are ushers. I saw some. They are ushers. Millionaires who are cameramen. Millionaires who are, they are doing a lot of interesting things in the church. Every service has its own choristers, its own instrumentalists. They have an orchestra in the church. The orchestra is, every service has its own orchestra. Yeah. With every service, all the seven services have their own sets of choristers, instrumentalists, the band, the set with the trombone and all those things. Yes, everything set up. Beautiful. Just go and everybody is just flowing. You know, and what I noticed was the reference that is made to the Holy Spirit. Continuous reference to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has an established, in fact, Yongicho put a seat in church for the Holy Spirit. So the very first seat, he's a senior pastor, but the first, the first seat in the church is for the Holy Spirit on the stage. And that's, that's he's, he's passed on, he passed on last year. We went for his memorial service. But the seat is still there up to date. And nobody sits on it. Everybody in the church thinks that the Holy Spirit is sitting on that chair. Yes. So they have a very established place for the Holy Spirit. Not only in the church, but in the lives of the individuals. Do you see? Everyone feels that the Holy Spirit is very important. The Holy Spirit is God and must be treated as such, must be recognized as such. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very established. I mean, highly established. I saw people who pray in tongues, church members who pray in tongues. The next thing is prayer. Prayer is highly established and even institutionalized in their church. It's not, oh, we pray, we pray on Sunday mornings when we come to church and then speak in tongues, blah, 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 blah. They believe, and we also believe, that speaking in tongues is the way for making your way successful. Making you successful. They believe in it. And they pray like Africans. They don't pray like this. The pastor does not need to say, pray out loud. No. They passed that level a long time ago. When they say we are praying, they start by, they, they, they've developed a way, to, a way to start their prayer by saying, Lord. When the prayer topic is lifted, they, they start by saying, Lord, Lord, three times. And they say it in their language. Zio, zio, zio. And you see 85 year olds, nobody will tell them to lift their hands. They start praying in tongues like this, and then they start lifting their hands. Speaking in tongues for minutes, it can go for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I mean, one hour, whatever it is, they are praying. Every morning, 4.30 a.m., everybody in Korea who goes to church is awake praying. Yes. Did you hear what I said? 4.30 a.m. every morning. Everybody who goes to church in Korea is awake praying. If, they, a, if, they go, if the church is close to them, they go to the church. If the church is not close to them, they go to their MC. Their small group. So the MC location, they go there and then they are praying from 4.30 to 
every morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and every Friday evening, there's an all night. Yes, that's the church. That's where I went to. It's a 12,000-seater. Okay, this is a 12,000-seater. They have nine other auditoriums. And this building is sitting on two basements. They've dug, they dug the ground and put two floors in the ground. Yes, so there's an elevator that goes five floors from the basement. It goes to the fifth floor. And all the, the floors are in the church. And there are eight other buildings, skyscrapers. Some are 15 floors, some are 10 floors, some are 18 floors. All over. Church, this is church. Yes. Many buildings. How did, how did these things happen? That, that's, so this is, the, this is the first portion of it. You said there's a, another building behind it. That's one of their buildings. Then it goes all the way. It goes all the way. I, I wish I had taken a picture of the whole thing. It goes all the way. Many more buildings behind. Yes. Wow. And these people started, the whole of Korea was poor. After 1957, when we were getting our independence, we had a better start. They had just come back from civil war between North Korea and South Korea. You see, they were poor, poor. There was nothing anywhere. And they realized that God was their only way of making it. So they started praying. So what I'm talking about has been there for years. It's been about 66 years since they've been doing that. Dawn prayer, 4.30 to 5.30. Everybody, because of that, the, every, almost every shop in Korea closes in Seoul, where I was, closes at 9.30 or 10. When I arrived, the jet lag, so I couldn't, they are nine hours ahead of us. So when I moved and I got there, I moved from here on a, on a Sunday, on a Monday night. was it my Tuesday night, Tuesday afternoon. And I got there on a Wednesday evening. My journey, my traveling was 18 hours, 18 hours flight. And when I got there, they had not gotten into, they, they, were, they were in Wednesday. And we were in, I don't know, something like that. They were hours ahead of us. So I, I couldn't wake up. I had to sleep small. So I, the one I got, I got, around, I got to my hotel around 5.30. And I slept. And I woke up around 8.30. By 8.39, all the food places were closed. Why are they closing early like that? Because they need to wake up early in the morning to pray. So everybody goes to bed early. By 10, 10.30, a lot of people are asleep so that by 4 a.m. they can wake up and be in a church or in an empty somewhere by 4.30, pray from 4.30 to 5.30 before they go to work, before business starts. Highly established place for prayer. You see, the, you see their buildings? I don't know if you are seeing it. <coughs> mm-hmm. So it goes all the way just before the two, very, the two very high ones. Just before that. So all the way to... So, the, where, where all the green is, that's there. That's all for them. I don't know if you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a university somewhere else. There's a prayer mountain, a, a place for prayer. They have a 10,000 seater there that is always full. A different day, on different days, different prayer meetings are happening all the time. People go to go and pray. They have prayer grottoes where you can go and you can be there alone and you're praying. They are really big on prayer. Everybody. And their faith in God and they are asking God to do things for them has made everybody prosperous. There's no dust there. There's no dust. Everywhere it's tired. It's either tired. It looks like America. It's either tired 
paved grass or there are trees, buildings, beautiful things. Your shoe will never get that. You can sleep on the bed with your shoes. Yes. Beautiful. Just 66 years ago, 65, 66 years ago, they were dead poor. Everybody was eating from garbage, from the dustpan. Yes. And they realized, I'm just telling you what I went to see. They realized that only God will sort them out and help them. We say we are pray, a praying country. We are jokes. We are joking. They are, they are real. They, they, they can pray. Yes. I saw old men and old women praying. Praying. 75. The, church, the congregation is a bit old because it's an old church. Yes, this building I'm seeing here was built in 1973. How many years ago is that? That's 40 something years ago. 41 years ago. So it's 41 years old. Very old. Yes. So it's an old congregation. So there's no dilly dallying with, like, oh, Christianity is one of the things that we do. It's the main thing that they do. Hmm. When there's a prayer, it's prayer they, they pray. Asking God to help them make things work. And God has helped them big time. Big time over the years. So I, I feel, that's a pastor. Dr. Paul Yongicho. David Yongicho. Yeah. He, has, he changed the whole of the place with prayer. The Holy Ghost. Established place for the Holy Spirit. Prayer. And the word. The ministry of the word. Yes. The word of God. Fourth dimension, praying with imaginations. The imagination, the thoughts and imaginations of your heart that God gives to you will come to pass through faith. Faith through the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So fourth dimension, um, fourth dimension, that's faith. He's talking about faith. Do you see? Yes. Meditation. Meditating on the word of God and seeing yourself the way God has said or what God has said concerning you. That's, these are the basic things that They've, they've employed and they have prospered. They have increased. Ev- almost everybody is, a, is, a, is a, an influential person. All the influential people in the, in the country are in this church. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I feel we should also do something similar. What do you think? Yeah, so that you, you, will be, you will become what God wants you to become and what you know you are supposed to accomplish on earth will be done before you, before you die. Yes. You see, we, we are big on the Holy Spirit here, but not as much as these people. I mean, if we are on 10%, they are on 100 and, 170% or 200%. Yes, very high. Very, very high. So, brothers and sisters, I, I, I think we need to become more serious with what we say we believe. If we say we are children of God, we love God, we love His Word, we love. And the other thing is love. Okay? Love for, love for one another. Yes, they do things together. They don't do unnecessary things. They do things together. They move together. Pray for each other. Help each other to become for each other. To any, anybody to become. So you can walk in as a, as a sick person, whatever. That I mean, God will help you. And what they can also do to help you, they will do to help you. Yeah. So, this is what I've gone to learn. And I think we should do. What do you think? Yeah. So when I organize dawn prayer, be there. Let's pray because that's the only way. Have you seen what is happening in the country? Or you've not seen what you've not seen what is happening. Are you seeing it? If we don't pray, nothing will happen. 
I just saw a news, news, news item this morning. You know, this Google News, whatever. They bring news when you don't even ask for it. Yes. <laughs> I, just, I was just checking my phone and I noticed IMF struggling for bailout, to bailout for Ghana. They are struggling as to what, that's what I saw. <laughs> so if you have put your hope in IMF, you realize that IMF is not IMF thing proper. How much is the dollar now? 12.2. 12 12.2. 12 12 we have to bring it down by saying positive confessions. If it's point six, say point two, so that it doesn't keep going. So I noticed that the more we are saying, oh, this one say eleven point two, eleven point five. <laughs> let's let's arrest the dollar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So we need to rely on God more in these austere times, and that means that we need to develop our relationship with the Holy Spirit, our fellowship life with the Holy Spirit more as young people. And also get into the word more and more. Okay? This is the time to get into the word more and more. Hallelujah. So we are going to create an opportunity for all of us to, you know, for us to do together. There's nothing like doing something with another person. What you find difficult doing, if you do with another person, it becomes easier. Isn't it? Episode started mentioning this during the meetings that we just had. Yeah. So if we do it together, it will it will work. And We'll all flourish together in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is my short. See, there's more. I'm sure maybe some shepherds will hear more, but I mean, this is basically what I went to learn. Yeah. The place is nice, honestly. You may not want to come back if you should go there. In Jesus' name. Any question? If you have any question, you can ask. This is a, it's a question and answer time about anything. Hallelujah. Okay, so daddy, please, I want to ask if reincarnation is real. If what? Reincarnation. What is reincarnation? Okay, so I know that reincarnation is, let's say, someone dies and he's brought back into life through the birth of another person. Through the birth of another person. So which one did you come from? I didn't come from anywhere. If reincarnation is, is real... Then, um, too much movies, eh? Yes. It's not, it's, not, it's not real. There's nothing like that. Some people say that when you die, you can come back as a goat. Or as a tree. It's a religion, yes. Or as a termite. Or as a cow. Buddhism does that, yeah. I know they don't kill cows, because cows are very precious. You may come back as a cow. It may be your relative somewhere. Something like that. I, I don't remember. But there's nothing like that. Okay? There's nothing like that. Jesus said to the, Pharisee, the Sadducees who believed that there was no resurrection. They gave a story that one man got married to a certain lady and he died. And the man had seven brothers. And all the seven brothers married the, the woman and they all died. I mean, how is that even possible? Like, the woman is a dangerous woman. If everybody's, I mean, you are poisoned ivy. When you kiss the person, the person dies. You know, but that was the example they were giving. So all the seven brothers had her, and then at last she also died. And so they asked, if the resurrection is real, in the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Then Jesus said that, you people, there's something wrong with you. You err because you do not know the scriptures. People commit errors because they don't know the scriptures. 
And also because they don't know the power of God. You may know the scriptures and not know the power of God. You can go to theological school and be exposed to the scriptures. And because you don't know the power of God, you still make a lot of mistakes, a lot of errors. Do you see? Uh-huh. So, he says, then Jesus said something. Jesus said that if the resurrection was not real, then why did God, why does God, God call himself as a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Do you see? If they were dead and gone, why would God refer to himself? Now that the dead are, are now that the dead are raised, even Moses showed that the bush when he called the Lord the God of Abraham. Moses called the God the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, meaning that during Moses' time, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were all dead and gone. Do you see? But he called God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, meaning that they were alive. Look at the next verse. For he is not a God of the dead, but of the living. For all live unto him. So there's something called resurrection of the dead, but there's nothing like reincarnation. When you die, this is your opportunity to live. When you live this life, if you, if you, lived, if you live for 75 years and you die, it is, that is it. You are not coming back as a baby. It is not a game that you can have, you can reset and have three lives. It's not Mario. Okay? Hello? It's not Mario. It's not mortal. Hebrews 9.27. Hebrews 9.27. It's not mortal combat. It's none of those things. It's one life. If you mess it up, it's finished. Whatever you do, it's gone. And as it's appointed unto men, once to die. But after this, the judgment. Even so Christ. Next verse. So Christ also was, was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Jesus died once. Okay? Yes, he died once. He, he doesn't, he's not come again. Have you seen Jesus around lately? Is he, your, is, he your, is he in your class? Or is he at your workplace? If reincarnation is real, then he should be coming and going and coming and going and coming and going. He came once. And he died once because it is appointed unto man, men once to die. And after that, but after this, the judgment. That is, that's basically it. So what you do with your life today matters a lot. Hallelujah. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment, so also Christ also once died. Do you understand? Uh -huh. So there's nothing like reincarnation. There's nothing like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. So that's basically how, what I can. So if anybody tells you about reincarnation, you can. This is a very powerful scripture to use. As appointed unto men, wants to die. And then you can ask them, which one, which one are you? How many times have you come back? Which, was this your ninth time or your hundredth time? Do you remember? How many of you remember what time it is? Come again. Were you a goat before and then you came or something? Or you have become a termite? I mean, there's nothing like it. doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Why would you believe in such a thing? Well, how does it profit you? Hey, you better. It's, 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 it's man's excuse to try and prevent judgment and become responsible for his life. You must be responsible for your life. Yes, you must. God is going to ask you questions at the end of the day. Just, it is only um, human beings who have a very complex mindset. The thing is very simple. We have been given questions. And we have been given the answers to the questions. 
and we have been giving teachers to teach us the answers. And yet, we are still failing. Many are failing because they don't, they don't think that it is true. Uh, it is true. God is real. His word is real. What he says is real. And we need to just follow what he says. Okay? In Jesus' name. Amen. Any other question? Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Daddy, please, I have three questions. Oh, oh. <laughs> so the first question is, how do you set boundaries without looking intolerant? Like, you don't have room for others in your life. How do you set what? Boundaries uh-huh. without looking overbearing or without looking intolerant. Boundaries, like, give us examples. Boundaries like what? Because some of the boundaries may not be, a, it may not be correct at all. What's, can you give us an example? Like, like, like I'm <laughs> no kissing. Is it that kind of boundary? No, 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 no. And he's talking about friends because, huh? Yes, like, uh, maybe for example, I like this is a random example. Ask me, <laughs> ask me before you take something that belongs to me. Ask me before you take something, something that belongs like to me. A very random situation. How do you? explain to a person that this is just a boundary that I don't like for you to No, cross. it's not a boundary that you have drawn. That's how life is. You must ask before you take it. If you take it, it's what? It's not a boundary that you have set. The person did not grow up in a, in a, in a, in a home. Maybe he just grew up. That's why he's taking things that does not belong to him. Or am I saying something bad? Yeah, it's not a boundary that you should even set. Uh-huh. So what you need to do is it's courtesy for boys and girls. Yes, I mean, if the thing is not for you, why have you taken it? My food is in the fridge. You came, the food you open, and then you have eaten the food. Is it your food? Oh, we ask you, I was really hungry. Well, we should have asked before you. Maybe I was, I was hungrier than you. I've not eaten for two days, and that's my hope. And now that I've, you have eaten the thing, I'm collapsing, I'm dying. You can't sort me up. So you need to ask before you take things. It's not. It's not... Uh, it's not something that must be discussed. Yeah, Pastor Mike. I think sometimes boundaries are strong when the people who lay the boundaries respect the boundaries they set in relation to the other person too. So for instance, I tell Pastor Oti, don't take my thing if you don't ask me. And then I go and take his thing without asking him. I've opened the boundary. And you're not coming in showers, you come in as a flat. I, I get what I'm saying. So mostly, boundaries are respected the most when those who set the boundaries also respect the same boundaries in relation to the person. Uh, that's what I have to say. It's very powerful. Do unto others as you want others to do unto you. Yeah, the one who be a friend must show himself friendly. Yeah, so, I mean, um, if you are not like that to somebody, I mean, I don't know why, maybe the person has poisoned the thing for himself, he's going to die. And you have come to take drink that thing. I mean, do you, do you see what I'm talking about? It's like you have spoiled, you have spoiled the matter. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that is it. Okay. You have a second question. Have we answered the boundary question? You are sure. Uh-huh. But you see, another thing is that as a Christian, you must also create space for people to exist around you. Do you understand? If you are too strict, you will never be able to have anyone stay around you. That's also the other side. If you are so strict that, don't take my this, don't, don't do this, don't do that. 
I mean it's finished. Nobody can be around you. And you can't shepherd anybody. Or you can't, you can be alone at the end of the day. Uh -huh. So definitely, um, you have people around who may not understand your boundaries and will break them. It's also to humble you. To let you know that your boundary does not always, it's not always, uh, it's, not, it's not what? It doesn't work all the time. It's a wooden boundary. It's not, it's nothing. Hallelujah. But that does not mean that you should also, so the other side too is true. What we said initially is also true. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is that just be open-minded. I mean, if it happens, fine. You must, you must tell people, Charlie, you, should, you shouldn't have taken it. Next time, ask me. But don't become so offended that you mark the person. That the this person broke the boundary. It's finished. No. Yes, Pastor Lee. Hallelujah. So um, I think just what I was going to mention, you mentioned that uh, the, with her question, the, the part of it that comes to my mind is that what do you do when people have broken your boundaries? Like you set a certain type of boundary and what do you do after? Like, do you say that, okay, because you've broken this boundary, uh, it's finished. I push you aside. I put you here. Usually when people talk about boundaries, you're looking for uh, a reason to cut some people off. Yes. That, okay, you know what? You cross this boundary. I told you I don't do these kind of things. So pass your somewhere. Let me pass my somewhere. Uh, that's the is that a, is that what you are asking? I, I wasn't. But it's also another thing that didn't mention. You you just don't cut people off. Um, there's a balance to that one too. Yeah, but it's hinged on your relationship with the Holy Ghost and your maturity. If you can't contain it, you can't contain it. You grow and contain it after a while. But if you can contain it, don't, don't cut people off. You know, people, people have issues, basically. The truth of the matter is that many people have not um, been exposed to a lot of things you have been exposed to. They, they miss family. They don't have family. Yes. They don't have it. Not that absent fathers. Abs absent there's no family. They lived on their own. They learned from what they could see around. And God will bring such people to you. You have the opportunity to relate to such people. And you have to have a very big heart. You know, when you throw them away, Daddy just mentioned that uh, in Korea, they are very helpful. They love one another. That's what it means to love one another. You, you have, yes, this is how my house is. This is how my home is. My home, this is how we do things. As much as you said that, there are people who don't respect it or regard it. Now, the, the real deal now is train them to know it. Exactly. Know that since you don't know how to live in my house, out. You've missed Pastor it. Mike would not be here if it was like that. <laughs> yes, because, I mean... We all came from you. Maybe you would tell him story. He stand up, so I mean. You see, uh, we were discussing a lot of things this morning. It's almost prophetic. And he was sharing his experience with me how he dealt with some people in his house. And I gave him the example of me and daddy. You know. I'm I'm very comfortable. When you see me like this, you think that oh Pastor Mike. Uh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Ten years ago, Pastor Ivan knew me. I, I, in fact, I was I was very rough. If Reverend George has stuck with his boundaries, I would have been out. In fact, it didn't take me a year to stop. Some of them, I, I broke the boundaries. Uh, for me, I went through, I think there was even no boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But you see, with time, I've been trained and it, it corresponds to what uh, Pastor Fit was even reading when we came. The things God does to us are not just for us, but they are done to us to also we can do it to others too. So now I, I've learned the act of being patient with people when they break my boundaries. 
You remember the story of the man who was forgiven, went out, hurt someone's neck, and you know, you broke out of boundaries with even your qualida, even with the people you live with. <laughs> with pastor. They may not say, but you've broken them. So you see, when you see how people are patient with you, you can't help but also be patient with other people. You see, we have to respect boundaries. But those who break your boundaries will be the ones in church, your friends. I mean, uh-huh. It's a test of patience and to, to grow you. I showed, I told you about the story of the potter and the clay and the water. And this, these are things which are even designed to even help us grow. So we must be flexible sometimes and know how to. Not don't, don't, don't touch it. I told you. Ah, but then how? We are No, no, no. It's, 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 it's not the best. Even your children will leave you after some time, because your children will break all the boundaries. My first son shoot all my wife, my speaker wires. Shoot all. I mean. The second one is started, chew the remotes. Yes, they are chewing one one. I mean, they, are, they will break all your boundaries. Yes. You don't want your bed to be scattered. Forget it. When you marry, you see that your bed can be scattered. Oh, yes. yes. You'll be shocked at what your husband will do. Yeah. I know a marriage that divorced because of socks. Socks, 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 shoe socks. Yes. When the, when, the, when the guy comes and he takes the, he takes the shoes off, it's the lady's side of the bed. It's, it's the side where you can sit. Where the guy sleeps, he can sit because it's by the wall. Because it's by the wall. Do you see? Uh-huh. So when he comes, he sits, removes the socks, and then puts it under the, the, the pillow. Like, that's how... Uh, that's his organization is mine. Like, he just puts it there. A lady comes, lies, and I was like, ah, something's smelling. What's that using? Socks is under the bed. It's demonically possessed. <laughs> you have to have a big heart. I mean, you are seeing us out, you are seeing your friend outside. Marrying the person is another thing altogether. You'll be shocked. Oh, yes. You'll be surprised. So, marriage is a means of testing your patience, calming you down, molding you, because you are not correct. You In the state, all of us are not correct. The state in which you are now is not what God wants you to be. Or you don't think so. Your character is not good. You are rude. You are rude. You are wicked. You are not kind. You are selfish. You want your own whatever. You are better. And most of the ladies are like that. Most ladies are like that. Am I lying or am I I'm lying? My friend, stop the rough and let me say what I'm saying. Most of the ladies are like that. That's why a lot of ladies cannot exist with each other. Is it not true or it's true? Every lady uh, has a tendency of becoming controlling. It is a natural tendency. It is because of the fall. It's because of what? The fall. When you get born again, you must train yourself to let to become to, to let things go. You like revenge, unforgiveness. You know, she did this to me seven years ago. She did that. She didn't smile during during my engagement. She didn't do this during when I when I was having my naming ceremony. She looked at me in a certain way. She didn't greet me when she came into the church. She didn't do that. If you do that, you spoil the church. That is why. You see, listen. Are you listening to me? When Jesus came on earth, he had disciples. He had 12 disciples. Was there a lady inside? Why do you think he didn't choose a lady? Have you ever asked yourself that question before? Why do you think he never chose a lady? 
There were ladies, but the ladies were on another level. Mary Magdalene was there. All those beautiful ladies, uh, whatever, Salome, all those people were there. They were there, helping. But he, he didn't put them in a certain place because you'll be surprised at what someone can do. Yes. If a lady is not, it's, just, it's like that for everybody, but I'm just, I'm not saying guys don't have their, I'm just addressing some. So stop saying that. Why are you talking about the ladies? I'm just mentioning something. Do you understand? Uh-huh. You, are, you are talking your heart, so relax. What I mean is that if you don't allow the word of God to affect you and influence you, you will become some way and you will destroy a lot of good things. Yes, by your some wayness. You will destroy your husband's life, you will destroy your children's life, you will destroy your home, and you will destroy everything. You must allow the word of God to affect you seriously. When you start a church, the first group of people who come in are ladies. Because ladies believe very easily. But if you are not careful, the ladies can destroy. The churches that are destroyed are destroyed because of ladies. You put someone in a, in a, in a, in a position, in a place, and the person becomes something. A lady just just you just have her own group and everybody else will be some way because squad because this, this person did this this person did that so very few ladies can pastor and pastor a church and have everybody do all kind of you have people are breaking your boundaries and doing whatever and everything is okay it's fine very few ladies are, are allow the word of God to affect them like that but I'm seeing the word of God affecting you properly to become a, a correct woman of God Yes, who can who can be a blessing to many, a mother of millions? Oh, Jesus' name is small. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So please, in Colossians chapter three, I believe, verse verse ten, and put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew. Circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. I think there's a verse up before this that talks about where there's neither male nor female. In Christ, maleness must live and femaleness must live. You see? Guys too can become so guy conscious. You're a guy, so it's like everybody must koto to you. You can't bear having a lady being your shepherd or having a lady being your pastor. It's a problem. A lady cannot. Is it Galatians? Yeah. Galatians 3 to 20. It says, There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither born nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Have you seen it? Yes. There's neither Jew or Greek. So we have to drop our Jewness and our Greekness. Our Gentileness. We have to drop it in Christ. You can't, can't say that I'm a, I'm a Jew, so I'm, I'm superior. You are not superior to anybody in Christ. I'm a Khan, so I'm superior. Of all naughtiness are under my, my feet. You are, I nearly said. What do you mean? There are people who are in church who feel that naughtiness are some way. And so uh, 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 they are substandard people. Are you mad? What are you talking about? Ovotarians are some way. So I don't want a votarian in my life. I can't the best people in the world. Anyone uh, see your life. What, do you, what are you talking about? You don't do those things. Not, not in the house of God, not in church. We are all one in Christ. So you drop your Jewness, you drop your Greekness, you drop that you are, you are someone is born, someone is a servant, or someone is, is, not, is not in a certain class. There's no classism in the house of God. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm working in, uh, in uh, I, they went to school. I'm working in Echo Bank. You are working on the market, in the market. So we are not, we are not the same. What's wrong with you? Since when? Are we in the house of God? Hey, I, I, hey. Are we one body or we are something else? Very serious. You, 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 you know someone who left church because of that. What happened? Can you imagine something like this? Someone has left church because someone was treating the person badly, right? No, rather, uh-huh. when you were teaching this, uh-huh. you taught this many years ago in one of our branches, uh-huh. and the person was there uh-huh. and didn't agree with what you are saying because wow. he had very strong tribal lines. Wow. And so because of that, he left the church. You have a problem. I pray the person has changed because the person has a very big problem. So if, if an ever man is the one who's going to employ you and help you become or marry you, what are you going to do? Because the person is an ever, you can't marry. The person is an ever, so you can't marry. I've just been told about someone, the, the mother says the person is short, so the person, they shouldn't marry. The person is short. Look, he's short, so what? And you are considering it. And you are considering it, that's a problem. You are considering it's becoming a problem. That my mother has given me pressure because the person is short. And you are considering it. And you are considering it. I'm like, ah, what are you talking about? Well, where will you take height to? Is height what brings prosperity? What happened to the one who married the, tall, the tallest person in the church? Who, who, who didn't like God? Yeah, he's tall, but he hates God. What I go? He likes women. He loves women. He's sleeping around all over the place. He's bringing you HIV very soon. Right? It's just around the corner. What are you talking about? God does not like those things. And this is what TPT. Uh, and we no longer see each other in our former state, Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, because we are all one through our union with Jesus Christ with no distinction between us. No distinction. All those lines are, are, are taken off. There's nothing like that in the house of God. We must relate with everyone, whether the person has a smelly armpit, whatever. We are all in the house of God. If you notice someone's armpit is smelly, next time when you're coming, buy deodorant and give it to the person and tell the person, this is deodorant. Use it, it will help you. And shave more. If you realize you can't do it, tell your pastor, Pastor Charlie, this one is no good at all. He's sucking all the church members. So let, let's do something about it. And then you organize and help the person. That's love. Rather than, mm, yeah, he's coming, he's coming. When he's coming to hug you, we say, let's hug, let's hug, let's hug each other. Whoever's coming to hug you. Hey, hello. I, I saw someone doing this. Come. Person did, hello, hello. We push the person like with the finger. Hello, how are you? It's good to see you. God bless you. Hey! God doesn't like those things. Doesn't like those things. One of our guys was really, I mean, whenever he comes, the ampage was too much. So I called him and said, Charlie, this thing is not, it's not working. It's not working. If you're going to be around, you need to use your, because my nose is very fast. I can smell miles away. I don't know why it's like that, but that's just how me to my nose is. Hey! So I told him, brother, I think my wife even spoke to the person, use lime. Lime. It's very, use lime. Use lime for some time before you bath. When you finish bathing, you use deodorant. There are deodorants that expire after three hours. Have you seen it before? You have used deodorant, but as you're moving around, when you do this, you're like, that? Smelling. You need to change it. There are better ones. There are nicer ones. Get those ones. Shave. Regularly. Your baggers. Do you know baggers? Your private. I'm talking about private parts. You have beard gang around that area. Beard gang. 
We can use it for rasta, cornrow, everything. God doesn't like such things. Shave. Shave. Eh? Male or female? Charlie, drop your female also. Honestly. Honestly. Bickerings and fightings. Small, small things. Fighting over what? Dreams. Fighting over unnecessary things. This person did this to me. This person said this to me. This person um, didn't come for this. This person didn't do this. This person did that. This person... You are destroying... Sorry? They didn't wish me on my birthday. They didn't post me. But they post... You do know why I don't post anything. Have you noticed I don't post anything? I, I taking myself out of all the confusion. I'm not all the drama because I can't. I don't have time to post anybody. Yes, it's either I'm posting what myself or something, or my family. They they will not fight with me. Because if I post this person, I don't post this person. It's become a problem. So I don't I don't post anything. So you can learn. Don't post anything. Yeah, we are all there. Hey, why they don't post? You don't say you didn't post me. Hey, you you, you, you are not my friend anymore. It, 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 ah. You will destroy the church if you do that. Stop that. Oh. Let's just be happy around each other. Eh? Yes. Small, small groups. These are my people. These are my clique. These are the people. It's not good, though. I don't have friends in the church. Yeah, I hear that a lot. I don't have friends in the church. Where are your friends? Where are your friends? Who are your friends? If you don't have friends in the church... Then you have that your problem is on another level altogether. Because if the people you go to the same church with you can't relate to and relate with, then there's something wrong with your Christianity. Yes. Evil company corrupts good morals. Eh? First Corinthians chapter 15:33. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts corrupt good manners. Okay? If your friends are outside the, the church you are going to. Your best of friends are outside the church you are going to. Then it means that the influence on you is different from the influence that is supposed to be on you. Iron sharpeneth iron. So the countenance of a man, that's his friend. Hmm? Yes. They say, show me your friend and I'll show you what? Your character. Hmm? Iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend to show rage or worthy purpose. Whatever. Yeah. He that will be friendly must show himself friendly. It's also in the Bible. The one who will be friendly must show himself friendly. Blessed is the man who does not stand in the way of. It's, it's important to. You see, how? Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. Sorry, Psalm 1, verse 1. The kind of friends you have, association makes a world of a difference. The one you associate with determines how your life is going to be. Okay? And determines what kind of fruit you bear. Listen to what I'm saying, you Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. Hmm. You keep joking with some of these things. You'll be praying to us, but your friends will annul everything that you have prayed about. Because of the things that they see around you and the, things, the way they behave and the places they ask you to go to. The places they go with you. The places they encourage you to go to. Eh? Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, his friends are not ungodly. You have godly friends. And where can you find godly friends but in the house of God? In the I mean, it's not everybody in the church who is godly. But then, at least, we are, we are growing in godliness. Oh? Yes. 
Don't look for the nearest weed smoker in the church and born with the person because you are also a weed smoker. Because we have all people. Let's say we, we, we know somebody, okay, who went to church. And the friends he found in church were all weed smokers. Instrumentalists, though. Some were playing drums, keyboard, all of that. They were serious weed smokers. Yes. That, those were the friends he found. So he also started smoking weed. In church. In where? So understand what I'm trying to say. Find people who will help you become a better Christian. And not people who will pull you down and destroy your life. Do you understand? Yeah. Because the church is a, is a hospital. Church is a hospital. Church is just like a hospital. It's for sick people. Who must be worked on. Okay? So in a, in a church, you have sick people, you have doctors and nurses who take care of the shepherds, pastors, and all the they, they are all doctors and nurses. And their job is to help for you to get better. Do you understand? Yes. yes. Does a doctor fall sick as well? So sometimes a doctor will become a patient. He also needs curing. Or a nurse will also become a patient and needs curing. So all of us must follow on to know. We must follow the Lord closely so that we don't miss the Lord's calling. So if you come and your leg is broken and you find another person whose leg is broken who is not sleeping on the bed and to be treated and is moving around and you also say, well, let me also move around with the person. And that means that you will find bad company in church and it will destroy your life. I, the church where I grew up many years ago, okay, we had a certain group of people, some, some of the guys who didn't like listening to the word of God. Every time when they, when they were instrumental, when, when they finished playing the instruments, now, then they go and start standing outside. They go and stand outside. All the message, everything that was helping, they didn't want to. They were just standing outside all the time, cracking jokes when it's time to play, and they come back inside and come and play. It was quite common all over the place when we we're growing up. They go away. They go and eat watch While the service is going on, and come back. Listen, I know where they are. It's very dangerous, though. It's a very, very, very dangerous thing. God is not wasteful, God is a good investor. When he gave that guy one talent, he was expecting him to do something with the one talent. And he, was, he asked him about it. Why didn't you do anything with it? Why did you just leave it there like that? You have to pay for it. You have to account for it. God is like that. So every word he's given to you, all the messages he's given to you, you are in the service. God knows. God has a picture of the service. He has a video of the service. He knows who is here. And he knows who is hearing what is being said. If an opportunity comes for you to use what has been said and you don't use it, or you don't, it's like you didn't hear it, he will, he will check, he will reconcile with you on that day. You heard these things. You heard that you were supposed to leave your femaleness. Right after the service, you showed up a wilder femaleness more than anything in your, in your life. Yes. Yes. Wow. wow. So you have, to be, you have to be very careful. Don't just come, come to church and go. Let the word of God cure you. Hmm? Don't be offended with some of the things that we see to you. Because we are not speaking from our stomachs. We have, if you believe that I'm called of God, if you believe that I prayed before coming, then you should know that what I'm saying is from the Lord. I've been up since 3 o'clock praying to come and come and talk to you. So I don't think I'm just talking from my stomach or talking from my, my head. Do you understand? So don't take it like, oh, it's pastor who's talking. Those things, not, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of nonsense. When you start seeing your pastor in a certain way, he's just talking. He's just, they know be the old man. The old man, he just talk. Hey, you are, you are losing out on the anointing. You are destroying, you are destroying yourself. You are destroying yourself. Oh, you just, you just talk. That is why you make a lot of mistakes that you're not supposed to make. And you wonder what is going on. God doesn't like that. 
have it in your mind that what is being said is from the Spirit from me. Correction. The Word of God is good for correction. Do you understand? It's good for correction. Yes. Do you, may, do you know how many times I've been corrected? And in the world, the places I've been corrected, you have no idea. Yes. I've had some of my father shouting on me in public. Hey, that is what I needed to humble me more. Yes, to humble me more so that I can become cooler. We shouted at you at once. Hey, I'm not coming close again. I'm not coming. These people, when you get close to them, they start shouting at you and all of those things. Be there. The child who does not have anyone to correct him is in trouble. Every child that the Lord receives says that he chastens. He lashes the child. So if the Lord is lashing you with words, receive it gladly. Hebrews chapter 13 is in the Bible. I'm not the one saying something it's in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 12. Hmm? Yeah. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, or he lashes. TPT. This is, they say TPT is a version of the, of the time. So let's see what TPT will say. The Passion Translation. He says, if our natural fathers lashed us, and chastened us, and we accepted them, and they are chastening. How much more the Lord, who is the Father of Spirits? It's all in these verses. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. The Lord's what? Of your life. If you're a church member, and your, 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 your shepherd cannot correct you. Your shepherd cannot say something about you. Your shepherd is like, we, we can't correct, we can't say anything. That's a, that's a very big problem. I'm not your pastor anymore, I'm something, I'm just a friend. I'm just something else. Your, your, your shepherd is just a friend. He can't say, ah, why didn't you come for the meeting? Why were you late? We can't ask you such questions. Why, why, why is it that you've not been coming? I'm preaching. Eh? Your, your shepherd can't ask you. Because the, the facial expression you will give. Like, you Look at this person. You are coming to ask me what? Why, why are you asking me? Why are you asking me that question? You are going out. You don't know that you are going out. You are having sex. You don't know that you are having, you are having sex. You are preaching. It's a message. Your shepherd must know what is going on in your life. So that he can help you. Just so that he can help you. And this is when you talk to them, you realize your, your case, your matter is somewhere else. The fact that that happened once does not mean that that is how it is all the time. She's mentioned boundaries. And boundaries is what has brought us up to all these things. And the fact that you heard something somewhere on a certain day that something, someone said something that your, your case has gone somewhere does not mean that it's always like that. And so now you have to close up. Uh, I'm not going these days. Hmm, this church, hmm. You know, you don't, hmm. Hey, this church, we don't talk. Oh. If you talk, it's finished. Oh. Yeah. One day I had a certain case in one of our churches where some things that had happened like five years, six years ago in some people's lives. Someone who had just come into the church fresh was, she was being told, updated on what had happened five years, in the, five years ago in a person's life. And the people have moved on a long time ago. And you are relating. Are you, are you a human being or are you a devil? You are clearly a demon. Hey. It's tenacious. Me, I'm a pastor, so I'm not afraid to say what I need to say. I'm not. I mean, it's, it's an anointing. It's not, 
on a, on a normal, I'm a very, very quiet person. I don't, like, on a normal day, oh, you don't see me. I can be in the house the whole day. Nobody, nobody will see me. Yeah, but the anointing is on me to speak. Yes. So I'm saying, you are relating stories. You were a tail bearer. And what happens to a tail bearer? Check in there. The tail bearer has something happening to the, to, that is in the Bible. Just type, type tail bearer in Proverbs. You see, when we say tail bearer, tail bearer do you understand? You, you, you carry stories. You know stories about each person. Do you see? Yeah, this person. Uh, ah, oh, the person someone mentioned. Oh, Pastor, I like, really like Pastor Alex. So, eh, then you come in. Eh, I, do you know Pastor Alex? You don't know him. Oh. Five years ago. Why are you in the church then? Why are you still in the church? You have to leave. If you can't have mercy for something that happened five years ago, then you shouldn't be around. Because you are not giving anybody an opportunity to grow, to become anything. Have you made a mistake before in your life? If someone made a mistake, why can't you forgive that person? Yours is not known, so you are okay. Very soon the Lord will expose you, you see. Eh? Plenty, it says the words of a tail bearer are as, as wounds. And they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. You know, there's, a, there's one that shows you what will happen to the tail bearer himself. Eh? Do, you have, do you have any? Okay, the words of a tail bearer are wounds. Eh? A tail bearer reveals secrets. Reveals secrets. Hey! Things that are supposed to be hidden, it's not supposed to be mentioned. And archives, and you bring them. Hey, do you know this person? He used to go out with this person. And then he got her pregnant, and then they took it out, and then now he's, she's married to, he's married to this lady, and they are not having a baby. That is because of this one. That's why this one is happening. Minister of Information. I'm talking about very important things, oh. And it is normally the ladies who do such things, oh. The ladies, do you agree or you don't agree? Hmm. I mean, the Bible talks about something very strange. If you are like that, every time you mention something, allow the word of God to change you. Change you. Do you know the things I know? I'm the pastor of the church. The whole of it, there are about 5,000 people in this church. Every Sunday attendance, 5,000 all over. That's different from the people who have written their names that they are part of, a, they are members of the church who don't come to church. <laughs> they are more. Eh? It's a continuation, eh? From, from which one? Proverbs 6, 26. Okay, so let's read it. Where no wood is, there's the fire, the fire, there the fire goeth out. So where there's no tail bearer, the strife ceaseth. When there's no tail bearer, strife ceases. There's no strife. We can exist without problems. Because nobody's telling any kind of story. You heard something about this person. This person has done this. And then when, when someone new comes in, now, hey, have you heard? Listen, honestly, if I hear something that you have said coming to me, I'll not, be, I'll not do kindly with you at all. I'll not do kindly with you at all. If you have a problem, say it to your pastor. That is what we are not saying. You don't report if something bad is happening. Report to your pastor. Don't dis- report at upwards. Don't discuss with people around you and discuss low, lower. Someone who is below below you in the in the in the in the administration of God in the church. First timer. Hey, you are welcome. You are joining our church here. Hmm. This is our church. It's noisy. Meanwhile, you are in the church. You are a demon who is taking away 
God's children out of God's church. Yes. And it's a Ghanaian thing. It's what? It's a Ghanaian. It's a, it's, a, it's a spirit. It's a spirit of a natural Ghanaian. And you are not a natural Ghanaian, so you must let that live your life. Yes. You should travel and see. Yes. I just came from the US some few weeks ago. I visited different churches. Yes. There are Ghanaian churches in America. Eh? They are in America. Oh. But it's more Ghanaian than this, our church that we are sitting in. It's Ghanaian. Yes. Gossip. If you enter today, you hear all the score of what happened five years ago, ten years ago, this one. Listen, I was out. Let me tell you a story. I was just, I was in New York. I was coming back to Ghana. So I was in GFK. I'd flown from Boston to GFK, to New York. And in the plane, there was this lady in the plane, older woman, maybe in her late 40s. We got down together. We were f- about five. We were, and I noticed we were all Ghanaian, so we were just, they were speaking to each other. We were just flowing together. Then we started going. JFK is big, so we have to, we have to take, you have to take bus to, from one terminal to another. Bus, train, air train. Three, so we, we spent about 30 minutes together trying to get to the other side. When we finally got to where we were just, everybody, we were all talking. So when we got to the other side, she came behind me. And she was like, ah, so now what are you going to do in, in Ghana? She was speaking, what are you going to do in Ghana? I said, oh, that's where I live. And he said, oh, so when did you come to America? I said, I came three weeks ago. He said, eh, did you work? Listen to, listen to, did you work? I said, oh, work how? No, like, didn't you work? You just, just America, you have to work and make some money before you go back. I told her, oh, no, I, I didn't work. And she says, then you are very rich, but I said, oh, by God's grace, I'm okay, it's okay. But you should have worked. This, you just met me 30 minutes ago. I should have worked. I she's so insistent. You should have worked. I'm like, oh, why? I don't know. I shouldn't. I don't, it's, not a, it's not a problem. He said, you're really, what do you do? And I said, I'm a pastor. Ah! Ah! Manka. Didn't I say? Eh, you are in business, oh. You are really... She just met me 30 minutes ago. She's addressing things that are sacred to my heart. Do you see? The audacity. No boundaries. No boundaries. You are in business, oh. That's all you pastors. That's all you do these days. You are just, you are just making business. Tell the truth. In the airport. Tell the truth. I'm like, ah, Charlie, you just met me. What's all this? No, no, tell the truth. What is the truth? I, I told her, so it's not everybody who's like that, oh. Don't, don't. You have to be careful. Say, oh, no, 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 no. So just stuck in place. I said, ah, okay. And I moved very far away from them. Very, I just ran away from them. Yes. You see, you don't know me, but you started saying things that you're not supposed to say. You see. She may be going to church. She may be a church person. But she has not allowed the word of God to affect her. She cannot keep quiet. The Bible says, learn, study to be quiet. First Thessalonians Chapter 5. Look for it. Is it chapter 4? You see, study. It's like it's a, it's a, it's a course of study. Eh? Study to be quiet and do your own business. It's in the Bible. Is it first lens? 3 or 4 11? 4 11. Yes. Go to 10 so that we, we understand it. And indeed, you do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. And that you study to be quiet. Study to be what? Quiet. Let's read other versions. Then we'll go back to Tilbera. Study to be quiet. Stay calm. 
Mind your own business. Stay calm. Learn to be calm. Do your own job. Hmm? You've heard all this from us before, but I remember never heard. Learn to stay calm. Mind your own business. Amplify. To make it your ambition and definitely endeavor to live quiet, quietly and peaceably. To mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we charged you. It's important to you can be praying in tongues, but if you're not doing some of these things, you realize you are destroying your blessing. You are destroying your blessing with your words, the things you say. Look at verse 12. So that you may bear yourselves becomingly and be correct and honorable and command the respect of the outside world. Being dependent on nobody, self-supporting and having need of nothing. This is the reason he wants you to be self-supporting. He wants you to be correct and honorable. How does that make you honorable? Talking about others all the time. All the time. Nobody can even share anything with you because now you have become, everybody knows that this, this girl or this boy, if you say this thing to him, everybody will hear It's gone. This girl, we don't discuss things with her. You can be a pastor, you can be a shepherd, and you are like that. If there's anything, report upwards. If the problem is too big, report it upwards. Report it upwards. Do you understand? Yes. Report upwards. Don't be discussing with people. Hey, this guy, if they love women, pass. Hey, this guy, you don't know him. If you cross the path, he go kill you like snake. Do you understand what I just said? This guy, we don't cross him. Charlie. If you cross this path, you kill like a snake. Don't don't be. If you know something, report upwards, pastor. This guy almost raped me. We shouldn't have a a, a church of secrecy, eh? Like something, someone is fooling and nobody can say anything. It shouldn't be like that. Or you don't like my message? We love it. Yes. Even if it's a if a pastor did something, report upwards. Yes. Let his superior know. If I did something against you, let Pastor Reverend George know. Just report. Reverend George, he did this to me. I didn't like it. Report. Oh, you know report? Report. Report. Do you think I'll kill you? <laughs> oh, no, I can't do that to you. I'm a child of God. Yes. I'm a child of God. Hmm? Yes. This is, look at this. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. They just put it there. This thing, I preached about it some time ago. Paul did not get to know this information by the Spirit. There are a lot of things that we will never know by the Spirit. It's, it will never be revealed through the Holy Ghost. As, I, as I'm praying, malabaya, balabala, and the Holy Ghost will open my eyes. Pa! And I'll see that, hey, this pastor is stealing the money. And this other lady just came from the disco with one of the guys in the church. I will never see it. Uh, maybe, I mean, if God wants it, fine. But that doesn't don't mark our spirituality by like we, we know everything you did something so we we know no we do, it's not like that. He says it is reported. It is what reported. commonly. It is reported commonly that there's fornication among you. It was reported. It came as a report to him. That's how he got to know. And he addressed it. There are scriptures on things that someone reported, and God gave an answer to it. First Corinthians one. Look at this. It was reported. It came to him. So we should not have a church of secret. Like nobody says anything. 
Things are going bad. Someone is destroying a lot of people's lives and nobody is saying anything. You want the news people to come and come and say something about it before we say we address. First Corinthians 1. Look at this. Look at how it starts. It says, For it has been declared unto me of you. Report. That is not to say that when someone steps on your shoe, okay, pastor, this person here, he likes stepping on my shoe, but there are things you should forgive. I'm talking about systemic, systemic, they are, they are, they are personal errors and they are systemic errors. There are errors that will destroy everything that God is doing here. Do you get it? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. They are systemic errors and they are personal errors. I mean, your friend did something to you. Forgive. That's what you're supposed to do. Huh. But there are other ones that is destroys everything. Someone is stealing the offerings. You are an usher. You know that someone is stealing the offerings. Every time when we are going, he will put his hand inside in them pocket. And you saw. You should come and say something. Say, oh, he doesn't have money. That's why he's doing that. Listen, the next time he puts his hand inside, God will say, you are AD and I bet you know about it. You've not said anything. Yes. You see. Someone has finished someone in the choir. He has slept with someone in the, slept with someone in the choir. And then he has gone to the next person. Then he has gone to the next person, and you know it, and he's telling you, Charlie, Charlie, I feel the acclaim. Hey, Charlie, don't be so confused. I'll be kind of, hey, I don't be easy, I'm a strong guy, I'm just finishing things. And you know, and you are laughing. <laughs> Charlie, who'll be the next one? Who'll be the next one? Charlie, who'll be the next one? That's what you are saying. You are AD and abetting. The Lord is going, when the Lord is judging him, he'll judge you too. Yes. You should come and say, Pastor, if we are not careful, we'll not have a choir anymore. He's sleeping with both the boys and girls. Yeah. If we are not careful, it's finished. He's doing soprano. He's going to auto. He's going to tenor now. Pastor, please. <laughs> yeah, look at this. First Corinthians 1 11. For some members of Chloe's household have told me about your quarrels, my dear brothers and sisters. They cried, they came to tell him. And then he started answering. Look at the next verse. Some of you are saying, I am a follower of Paul. Others are saying, I follow Apollos. Or I follow Peter. Or I follow only Christ. Has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. I thank God that I did not baptize any of you. Except Crispus and, and Gaius. It's like, I'm glad I didn't even do any baptism in your church. Hey! Hey! These are very, very important things that destroys a church. They destroy, church colors, they destroy everything. They create divisions, all kinds of things, because nobody is saying what you're supposed to say. Or people are gossiping. Gossiping. The pastor is the last person to hear the, the, high, the very important. I mean, someone was here, he was sleeping around. I mean, first time, someone walks in first time, connects the person, takes the person home, and then goes to do something to the person. Someone was in our midst doing that, and we didn't know until later. It's not supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be like that. What, the very first incident we should know. Yeah. yeah. So that we can deal with the person quickly. Do you see? Yes. It's not supposed to be like that at all. We are not doing something, or we are serving the Lord. We are trying to help God's people to become what they are supposed to become, as we ourselves grow as well. Okay? Yes. I have been told many times that when you meet as a congregation, divisions and cliques emerge. And some, and to some extent, this doesn't surprise me. Yes. Clicks. God doesn't like those things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Rise up on your feet and let's thank God for what you have shared with us. If 
you see anything nice, any church that has been built is nice, is going on, these things are not there. If you see any church that things are not working, the Holy Ghost cannot work there. It's because these things are so many. People are in many great error. Nobody say anything. People are church elders, church deaconesses and deacons, church pastors saying things, doing things, whatever, whatever they want. And the church is just there. God doesn't like those things. He wants us to be one because we are one bread. We be many are one. We must consider each other and provoke one another unto love as we see the day approaching. That's what Jesus said we should do. Not destroying, saying things, cutting down, watering down others. No. We must bring each other, help each other, become what God wants them to be. Okay? Yes must help each other become what God wants them to be. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.